Game Network presents Planet Side Off the Record. Size really does matter. Welcome back to Planetside Off the Record for episode number three. We apologize for the long delay between episodes, but um, prior to PAX East, <clears throat> and no, not PAX East, PAX Prime, sorry, and the uh, whole announcement that they were going to get into in a little bit, there was no news. And at that time, we were not allowed to talk about anything in the game, so we really had nothing to talk about. It would have been like a five-minute episode of, hi guys, um, we're here, um, bye. So we decided not to record. Um, I got great news though. As of today, this week, we are officially going weekly, and we'll explain why in just a minute. But I am Joe the Widget Wilson, and joining me as always is the writer of this fine show, Mr. Mike. I am Hola. the tank driver Forney. Hola, como esta? <laughs> como esta? Muy bien, muy bien. And joining us as always is our third chair. Too bad I'm not in beta yet, Keth. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I've been trying to get an extra key for you, buddy. I really have. Yeah, I've been still waiting, and unfortunately, just ain't got it yet. So well, I get to be the other way. Yesterday, we missed you in the last episode. Yeah, and oh. un- unfortunately, uh, time schedules just, just didn't work out. I, I was at work and all that good stuff, and and it just didn't happen. That happens, man. That's no problem. We missed you, but you're back. You're back for good. I- Hopefully. Hopefully. (laughs) (laughs) I'm crossing my fingers here. And because he did so well on the last episode of Planetside Off the Record, we have hired him on to the Quest Gaming Network officially, Mr. Derek Origin McClure. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Welcome to the show. And don't excuse his mic quality. We are getting him a better mic, and he'll have one for the next episode, I promise. (laughs) What's wrong with this one? This is like a whole 20 bucks. (laughs) That's the problem. (laughs) And I know Mike's, he actually has a worse mic than me. Yay! Yeah, Mike's getting a new microphone, too. That one's going to be a couple of weeks away still, but we're getting him one. So we'll all be nice and beautiful sounding. All right, gentlemen. The uh, I'm going to get into this before we talk about our little our gaming experience. And that is, well, first, got to talk about our sponsor. And our sponsor today is our normal sponsor for Quest Gaming Network, and that is TweakedAudio.com, the best earbuds earbuds on the market for your audio needs. They are phenomenal, outstanding. I use one all the time, especially when I'm driving around for my regular job and I have to use it to call on the phone because they come with an you can get one with a mic, and they work perfectly for your iPhone, Android device, you name it, your iPod. They're wonderful. They have a lifetime warranty. You can be rough and tough with them, and they will not break. They come in a multiple multitude of colors, and with the code off the record, I believe is our code. And I'm the producer, and I forgot what the code was. It is off the record. It is off the record. If you put in the code off the record, all one word, you get a large discount, 30% off your order. So it's worth it, guys. You can get 
a beautiful sounding quality earbuds for as little as like $13. So check out, guys. They are outstanding. That's tweakedaudio.com. All right. The NDA has been lifted. What does this mean, gentlemen? It means we can talk about the game. Pretty much. The NDA <laughs> is a non-disclosure agreement, which all game companies slap into the, the faces of their beta testers to keep it secret. A lot of people, a lot of game companies have to keep their product secret for a long time for a lot of reasons. I've been in the industry. I know how it goes. And NDA prevented us from being able to talk about what we were doing in the game, talk about the game in general that was not already released. However, myself, Mike Forney, and Derek McClure are all in the beta. We are getting Keth in that beta. So Planetside 2, if you're listening, get Keth into the beta, please. Send us a key. See, and that's where the NDA comes into play is because now I get to experience the game vicariously through everyone else. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> and I have already done live streams. Um, we're allowed to do live streams now on it. So you can actually go to our live stream when we announce it and watch us get owned or owned, depending. This week was a lot of owning for myself. Um, I know Derek got into it pretty big last night. Uh, Mike, yes. but I'm curious, what was your week like? Uh, I blow things up. That's always fun. I really like blowing things up. I kind of decided um, that when we do the outfit, I haven't really confirmed this with Mike yet, but this is my idea here. I wanted to have the, the main officers to be like certain faction leaders. So for instance, like Mike would be the head of our tank division, if you will, in the outfit. I would be lead pilot, and then you'd have like someone like Derek or Kath being our, our lead infantry. And just kind of split up like that. So if you have like a platoon, we can split it up between infantry, uh, ground or vehicles, and aircraft, and I could lead the, the aircraft squad and so on and so forth. But we'll figure all that out when it gets closer to launch and we have the outfit ready to go. Right now, outfits are hit and miss in beta. They're still trying to get them all worked out and finalized. Uh, we did have one running for a little while to test it out. It looks really cool. Squads are working pretty good now. They've been having issues with that. But the social aspect of the game, they're improving, and it looks good. I have been really happy with the voice communication in the game. There's some instances where it gets annoying, but it's rare. And then some people use the global the global speak and are just idiots on the on their microphone. But the nice thing is you can mute them. I ran into a big bug the other day when I was playing. Yeah. We were uh, trying to cap an NC base, and we had every control point captured, and our bar didn't move up at all, and the NC captured the base. <clears throat> that happens. And then we weren't able to take the base back after the lockout period ended. Really. You know that some of those actually you have to do them in a certain order, and you have to have a certain amount of people in there in order for it to activate. I found that out the other day. Um, That's why Derek was having an issue where he couldn't cap a base in a Mac suit. You normally can, but only some of the bases can be capped by an individual player. Some of them require upwards of two to five players. There was a bunch of us there, so I think there was at least ten of us. Well, then that was definitely a bug. Yeah, yeah that, that was the it. problem. I was that, I would try to catch, and then people run in, and they're like, "What are you doing?" And they'll just come up and catch it, and I'm still trying to catch it, and won't do it. Um, just report it. That's what I, I did. I, I did notice that there's other situations where you have to cap certain bases before you can cap other ones. Okay. And, and I, I was in a squad that did this, and they were like, "No, no, no, we have to do it this order before we can actually do it." So I was trying to cap all the outskirting areas. I got two of them, but the third one I couldn't get, and I couldn't figure out why. Well, that's when I found out they need more people. Two people ran in, we capped it, and we're like, well, 
let's go in and just get the main base right now. Like, no, we can't yet. We have to get this other one on the outside. It won't let us cap it. So we went in and did it in order, and boom, we capped the entire base. I don't know if that's okay. a bug or if that's intended yet. Right now it's early beta, so it's really hard to tell. Um, yeah, I have to wait till they announce something. Yeah, I got to wait till they announce something on that. Oh man, I got my I got a bronze medal like yes, uh, two days ago. I had the most killer night in Planetside I've ever had. I was roaming around in a max suit with a giant platoon that was capping base after base, and I was switching between my my flat cannons and my infantry, my machine gun, and I was just killing after killing. I was surprising people behind. Like there was one instance where we had. Um, Several guys just huddled behind a rock that were nailed down by the by the uh, Terran Republic. They couldn't get out. But we had medics behind them, and we had um, engineers that were healing everybody. And if they died, they raised them back up. They were just holed right there. So I got wise on my max suit and actually found a path around the mountain where they couldn't see me. Got behind them, and I gunned down six people before they killed me. And that gave enough opening for the, the squad that was pinned down to get out get behind there and take care of the rest and we move forward and that was my day it was the first time i was of i was ever on a consistent kills over death and they added a new feature in the game now you press tab you can actually see your current stats uh, some of them don't work but your kill to death ratio does work uh so that that was that was epic and during that process out of the blue i got a big thing that's flashing my screen that says you've been awarded a bronze medal i'm like what <laughs> what <laughs> yeah i, I nerdgasmed I tweeted about it. And <laughs> That's great. I, I tell you what, I've been watching a lot of these videos and, and watching, you know, people do some stuff. I watched one; it was this huge squad, probably twenty-five people, all getting together trying to take this base and stuff like that. And I'm telling you, I'm excited. It, it's seeing that many people working together. I think they needed a little bit better of a leader because he let them into a base and then they got pinned down, and that was kind of stupid <laughs> of him. But yeah, it was, it was interesting to see the fight. I've been practicing a lot on figuring out the, the a route to go to capture bases because I've been practicing being a squad leader, trying to get used to the map and how everything is. Like I know where all the key bases are. Uh, there's one in particular key base that is crucial to all three factions, so that one's kind of interesting. And I it was on the tip of my tongue just now, and I can't remember the name of it. We fought there plenty of times, Derek. It's um. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's up on a hill, and there's like, right now you have New Conglomerate in the North Territories, you have Terrain Republic in the Western Territories, and you have the Vanu in the Eastern Territories. And right where all those three points meet is one base. And I can't remember the name of it, but it's the most contested little base there is. And it's the one that's up on a hill that yeah. has all three corners around it. So you, the fighting there is insane. And if That's, if, that's pretty much where I hung out all day yesterday. Yeah, that's where we went last night, too. And it was, it's nuts. I mean, most of the time, Vanu seems to be in control of it. And I remember, like, last week, it was me and Derek and Bowbender were in the game with, uh, I believe, Cashby and someone else. And we were fighting at that base trying to keep it. But the uh, Turan Republic, no, the NC captured it. People in the Venue chat went nuts, yelling at everybody for letting that one go and blah, blah, blah. So I'm learning the map and getting used to where all the key points are and how to get around certain areas. And there's one story I want to tell really quick. I was with Cashby and Derek last week at some point. I don't remember what night it was, but we decided to go and try something. We got into a Sunderer, and a Sunderer is the 12-man 
um, ground vehicle, like a giant van, if you will, armored van that has two turrets on top of it. We decided to get into one of those and just go for a drive. So we went deep into the NC territory. Um, there's a warp gate, and the warp gate's like kind of the main spawn point for each faction. It's the one point that can't be captured. And we were in the, deep into NC territory, and we went all the way up to the front of it, right next to their warp gate, and took the closest base to their warp gate right underneath their nose, giving them a giant middle finger. <laughs> that was so great. It's like Derek said, yeah, we're pooping on their doorstep. <laughs> <laughs> and as soon as we we captured them, they swarmed that place like a hornet nest. You know, it was crazy, but it was so much fun. Then we could we went to a little sub base just on the borderlines, the border of the NC territory, and Derek and Cashby got into flat cannon turrets, and I was in my dual flat cannon and max suit, gunning down every aircraft that came near us. It was so much fun until the server went down. So now I have a question mm-hmm. for for one of the guys that's not in the beta. Um, I, I've been thinking about this a lot, and I'm sure there's some sort of re- uh, way they have this planned. But so each each group has their own little territory, but you can capture bases in that territory except for one which can't be captured. Yeah, that's called the uh, warp gate, and the warp gate is your inter your travel between each um, continent, and that's kind of like each warp gate is owned by a specific faction so the nc the tr and the venue all have our own warp gates at different points of the map or different ends of the map um, right those are the only points now, huh okay well now here's the 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 question i wanted to get to was what happens say you know this ends up being one of those things where everybody's playing one faction type thing you know like everybody's playing the venue or whatever because they don't like real bullets what happens if you get that many people on there and they just cap everything but the two warp gates? Like, is there any way to come back from that? Yeah, there is, because um, there's not enough people to spread out long enough. Uh, the currently the server cap is six thousand people, and they only allow certain amount of people per faction in. So if you have like the server will probably have like say the server has five thousand five hundred people on, and you want to like, log into the TR, it won't let you log in because your player cap for your faction is already full. But it will still let the NC and the, and the venue in. Okay. Right. Yeah, I noticed just... that. Um, like everything's always like hanging around like the thirty percent, like thirty three to thirty six percent. Yeah. The, the the biggest fluctuation that I saw yet was like twenty eight percent venue, and everyone else was thirty three percent. See, I didn't. I saw one uh, two days ago. Forty seven percent NC, twenty one percent venue, and then. Karen was was right in the middle. Wow! So on the on the high end of the scale, when when their server is getting full, you'll see a much bigger balance. But if it's the middle of the day, that balance can shift a little bit. Yeah. But it's easy enough because even then they don't have enough people to cover. I mean, they're going to be three continents. These continents are massive. You don't understand how massive they are until you're in the game. But they are massive, and there's a ton of bases and sub bases all over the place. It's impossible for one faction, even if they're 50% of the population, to hold an entire continent for very long because there's so many sub-bases. Uh, well, I just, you know, I keep hearing about this. You take a base, you get a bonus and all that stuff, and I was like, what if somebody just zergs the entire map and, and somehow manages to take everything? Like, Then, you're, then you could then take everything, but then you fly over them and get to the back bases mm-hmm. and take them back. Right. I mean, it's possible, very possible for a faction to take over an entire continent 
but they're not going to hold it very long, I can promise you that. They don't have near enough people to man, like, four or five people per base. I mean, if they go from, if you capture a base that's on the complete opposite of where they're just finished up capping their base or near their, their warp zone, it's going to take them forever. Even if they load up a whole bunch of people in galaxies and fly over there, you still have 20 minutes. Uh, give or take five or ten minutes, actually. And then you can just take take that base and move on, spread out your squad to other bases and do that and do that. And you're going to get, eventually you're going to get the spiderweb effect that's going to occur. And they're not going to, it's going to be hard for them to capture back. They can, but you're still, it's going to be very hard for them. And then you also have the other faction that's also fighting against them. So it's going to be, it's, if it was only two factions in the game, I can see where that problem could really occur. But with three factions, that, that problem becomes more of a mute point. If you get what I'm yeah, that's that's definitely the key, the third faction. See, like I said, that was just a big concern that I've seen because nobody's brought that question up that I've seen or heard of, and I was like, this is kind of a concern for me. That's a fantastic question, guys. Keep them coming. Um, and again, you also have three different continents. So if one faction does take over one continent, you still have other continents you can go and take over and get resources on. So you only get resources when from from the continent that you're on currently. So right, yeah. So right now we're in Issachar, I think this was called. And if we went to another another continent, we would get the, the sorry resources from that continent versus this one. So the only problem I can really see occurring is like a dominant, a really dominant. Okay, this faction has this continent. This one has this one. This one has this one. And they're only fighting there because the resource gains higher. And I'm curious to see how they're going to fix that potential problem. But they would have to spread themselves so thin. I mean, yep. it's it's staggering how big these maps are. I, I've been playing for weeks, and I still haven't been all over this map yet. Well, let's say, this is what, this is what I mean. Okay, we have three continents. Let's say that the NC took over Iskar. The Venu took over the nether, like the, uh, the frozen one, I forgot what it's called. And then the VR took over the other continent. And they're only fighting there in those areas, even though they're bored probably because there's no counter-resistance. And they take over the entire continent because they're getting the resources for that continent that they're on only. Okay. So people are going to stay in those continents because they're getting more resources and able to get more weapons and stuff like that faster. That's the problem I see that could potentially happen from my limited knowledge currently of how that works. Yeah, I would think, though, the balance having three different um, continents, like, uh, you know, if you're in control of one continent, you're just going to have to mass up a ton of people and all warp to the other continent and just take them out, I guess. Yeah, you don't want your your opponents to start getting a ton of resources either, because that's when they get to get equipped, and that you don't want that. Trust me. Well, it'll be interesting to see if nothing else. Yeah, I know that they're they're still balancing the resource gain. Um, I've been trying to save up enough Araxium to get my Hellfire missiles on my Scythe, and it's taken me forever. I'm at almost. I got seven thousand last night. I need fifteen thousand for it, <clears throat> and that's two weeks worth of work. Yeah, I'm only uh-huh. sitting at like thirty six hundred. What okay, the NDA has been lifted, like we said. Does this mean the beta is moving faster and the game will launch soon? Um, we don't know, honestly. All we know is that the beta is moving along pretty steadily. I've seen such a huge improvement since when I first started beta a month ago to what it is now, a month and a half ago. To what it is now is a completely different game. <clears throat> Improved in every way, shape, or form from what I've seen. And they're only improving it faster. However, we are only been playing on one continent. I don't know if they're focused testing each continent. So right now, without them announcing the launch date, there's no telling how long beta is going to last. It is extremely unheard of for any company to lift the NDA during closed beta. And yes, it's still in closed beta. So it's unusual they did that, but it also kind of makes sense to me because it's a free-to-play game, and they want the promotion. 
and this is giving them a lot of promotion. Any comments on that, guys? No, I completely agree on that. Yeah, I, I think it's far from done, considering, like you said, we've only seen one continent. Derek, what was your week like really quick before we move on? Um, my week was really about a lot of uh, wasting points and trying out new classes. <laughs> uh, I keep thinking I found what I want, and then uh, I throw a few points that way and then find out I really suck at it. Uh, I've just been kind of honing down what I want to do, and finally I got in that max suit. And uh, like last night, I had a you know thirty three kills last night. Dang. And uh, I mean, at I've been playing this for a couple of weeks. My total kills is fifty seven. So that tells you how good I did last night. That's about it. Uh, just you know, running around and like you said, I'm kind of starting to recognize places on the map, which is really cool because you know I can run and I say, oh, I know two hundred meters. To the left, there's this little alcove I can get in. It's perfect. Yeah. So I'm, al- I'm already starting to map it out. It's great. It seems very, very daunting at first. Um, yeah. Until you get used to the map and the layout. It's going to take a while. <laughs> That's for sure. I've been playing this, this map for a month, and I'm still getting used to the map. Mm-hmm. Well, and it didn't help that they switched our uh, warp gate. <laughs> yeah, they did. We used to have the northern warp gate, and then they switched it down to the southwestern or southeastern. Um, Derek, really quick, I want to hear about this little this little story about how you actually accidentally misspent your Araxium. Oh, well, you know, I'm just looking around, like, going through. I didn't, like, using the filters. I'm just looking at everything because I didn't realize I could do the filters. Mm-hmm. And I'm looking for, I decided at this point that I was going to be, uh, I was going to do a lightning tank. And I went to buy a gun for it. I bought it. I went to try to put it on. I could not do it for the life of me for like 15 minutes and try to figure out what I did wrong. My money's gone, but I have no gun. And then I realized I bought it for the wrong vehicle. <laughs> bought it for a mag rider, right? <laughs> yeah. And, and that's killing me. I was even thinking about it last night because I just want, I want my flat cannon for my max suit. And I just keep saving up and like, I'm like at 5,500 right now. And I was like, man, if I didn't buy that other gun, I would have it right now. So it, it's still stinging. That's interesting to me is because I didn't realize that the max suit didn't come with that right away. Because I in my max suit, I have all the guns unlocked for it. But I think that's because I was doing the closed beta prior, and they never locked it for me. So I have still I, I got the flat cannons and the missile launchers and everything, even the flamethrower for free. Really? That flamethrower is 25000 I have the flamethrower. I can wow. dual flamethrower. And in, in close quarters, like if we're defending a base, that mm-hmm. thing, nothing survives that. Nothing. Oh, I learned that last night, yeah. So I need to actually play with that, that more. I've actually, from playing this week, I know exactly what route I'm going to take when game launches, which is a great thing about doing beta, is the fact that you get to experience the game and figure out what you want to do on game launch. Mm-hmm. Um, eventually, you'll be able to, to unlock everything. Eventually. If you put enough time into it, you'll get enough battle ranks and you get enough certification points, you can unlock everything. However, to start out, I know I'm going to immediately go in to get us this a couple key things I need to get for squad leader first, and then platoon leader. After that, I'm going to go right into my scythe, liberator, and max suit. Those are the three. So when I'm on the ground, I'm going to be in my max. If I'm in the air, I'm going to either be my scythe, or I'm going to be my liberator. And I love the liberator and how it works. I'm going to buy all kinds of cool guns for it. Every vehicle in the game has different guns. Well, we're going to get into that next week. But we're going to do right now, guys, is the Noob's Guide to Planetside 2 Part 1. So the next next few weeks, we're going to talk about key elements of the game and what you need to do when you first get into Planetside 2. I know we have a lot of listeners who don't know Planetside or how it works. 
or are not in the beta Planet Side 2, and some of them who are in the Planet Side 2 are still confused. So we're going to go over a couple of key factors for you guys. And the first thing is what, Mike? What to do when you first log in the game, in your faction's warp gate. So when you first log in the game, you're going to be thrown into your faction's warp gate, when all kinds of craziness is occurring, because a lot of new people are there learning how to shoot their weapons, and forgetting that they can kill their own teammates. So if you get team killed, it's okay. <laughs> it happens. Yeah, I threw a grenade at somebody's feet yesterday. What the warp nice. gate is... Yeah, good job, Mike. What the warp gate is, is what? Derek, you know? Uh, it's kind of like our starter area. Kinda, yes. It is our starter area for each continent. Each continent has a warp gate for each faction, and that's the, the, the key, that's the travel point between each continent. The only way to get between each continent. Also, it's the safe zone for each faction. Uh, some other factions can attack it, but as soon as they go into the, the force field of the warp gate, it will automatically kill them after so many seconds. So, it's the safe zone. You have every vehicle spawn there, including Galaxy spawn. You have the vehicle. We're going to get that in a second, where the consoles are. But all spawns are there. It's a great place to go to practice your vehicles, especially if you want to practice flying. Um, but we'll get into that as well. Later. Yeah, I don't recommend practicing tanks there. Too many people running on the ground. Yeah, you don't want to run over people. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I get run over at least once a night. Last night, three, behind Mag Riders. And oh, the watched... first first day that I played, I got run over 15 times. <laughs> I watched Derek run over three people. <laughs> I've never run over hey, anybody. Say that. <laughs> That's how good of a tank driver I am. It was hilarious, Derek, watching you get... We were trying to see if a Mag Rider can get into a galaxy. I had a Galaxy Galaxy, so he went and got a Mag Rider. And as soon as he's coming out of the warp gate, the main vehicle spawn in the warp gate... He's just casually strolling towards the galaxy. People are just flying dead everywhere behind him. <laughs> like, Derek, what the heck are you doing? <laughs> what? <laughs> There's bodies lined up behind him. <laughs> now, now, since we're talking about all this team killing, is there uh, is, is there repercussions to killing your team? Like, yes. You know me, dang widget. If, if I can kill you, I'm going to. There is so severe What kind of punishments am I going to look forward besides the entire uh, outfit coming after me? Excessive team killing can result in one of three actions. Um, the third action, I'm not sure what it is yet, but one of the actions is a temporary kick. You'll be kicked from the game for a certain amount of time. The second action is a temporary ban. So, like a week or two ban. And then I believe the third action is a permanent ban. Wow. So what about for accidents like that? Like, you know, well, you're in a starting area, there's excessive. 9 million people, I'm driving a big old tank, and, and people won't get out of my way. If someone spawns in the warp gate and they start mowing down people after people after people, they kill 20 or 30 people, that's when the action takes effect. If you okay, accidentally so it's kill not, three or It's four not going to be like a big deal if I yeah. accidentally run some guy over. Yeah, if well, you run someone over, it'll pop up saying, you team killed, or watch what you're doing, or whatever it says it does. I yeah. was I was in my max suit crouched in a gunfight, just gunning people down, and a couple of my own teammates were idiots and run ran right in front of me, which means I had no choice but to take them out. I got the team kill warning, but that was it. Nothing. Nothing happened after that, because it was just an accident, and the game knows when it's an accident versus a, an intentional team kill. All right, good to go. Well, that kind of happened to me last night. I was taking out a, um, a TR max suit, and, uh, I mean, right when I had him about dead... Uh, a light assault just came down. I mean, just right on top of him, and I had already shot. And yeah, I got I got the message. That that stuff scares me. 
You're not going to get kicked or banned for a couple of team kills here and there, especially if they're accidental. I mean, if you're driving around in a vehicle, a ground vehicle, you're going to get a couple. It's going to happen. If they're stupid enough to run in front of your vehicle, they're going to die. So it's actually the big responsibility of, of being on the ground to watch the roads. You don't want to stay on the roads if you're running as a ground unit because there's a good chance if you're anywhere near a vehicle spawn point for your faction, you're going to get ran over. And a lot of people are still new to the game, so they don't know how to fully control their vehicle yet like Mike does, and they're going to get owned. <laughs> I've seen it happen plenty of times. I've actually team-killed um, with a Liberator, my bomber, the flying jet. I was went for a landing, and some guy that was smart enough... <clears throat> Derek... <clears throat> To be underneath my aircraft as I landed. Hey, you're the pilot. <laughs> you be watching out for me. I couldn't see where you were. I can't see underneath the aircraft. Well, I couldn't see underneath my tank. <laughs> but anyway, so you, you got forgiveness for that. All right, so what is the map and how does it work? For one, you need to press the M key to activate it. The map has several icons on it. It shows every base, and the color coding that you see around everything shows your fa- the faction control of that area. Purple being Vanu, blue NC, and red or orange, whatever it is. I'm colorblind, so I can't really tell. Red. Red for the Terran Republic. I can't ever tell between Vanu and New Conglomerate. hope they do something for colorblind people on that end. But you can even hover over a faction if you have a question about it, and it will show you over, like, a. they do it by a hexagon. So you hover over a hexagon, you can see... Um, who has the majority control, whether it be new conglomerate, Venu, or TR. And then when you're in, in the map, you can see these blinking, look like explosion marks that have an explanation point. Those are called hot spots. That's where heavy fighting is occurring for your faction on currently on that map. All right? If you click on a hot spot, you are able to do what, Mike? Uh, you can uh, instant deploy to that hot spot, but you got to remember that you have a, I think it's a 20-minute timer after you do it. So I've hotspotted to an area before, gotten killed right away, and then uh, had to hoof it back over there on foot, which sometimes isn't very fun. <laughs> There's a reason why they have that, though. So you can't keep jumping from hotspot to hotspot to hotspot. That should be a very bad thing. <laughs> uh, that's what vehicles are for. Yep. I just hope they pick, fix the bug where it randomly picks you in another spot. Yeah, I've seen that bug a couple times. <laughs> I saw it yesterday. I end- <laughs> I ended up right by the NC uh, warp gate. Oops. With like oh. four guys in front of me. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that because that happened to me yesterday. I thought it was my mistake. Hi, guys. <laughs> yeah, I didn't last very long. Well, I did a, a, a jump once and it ported me like about four or 500 meters from the spot I was supposed to go. When you do a um, an instant deploy, what it does is it, it puts you in what's called a jump pod. A little device as you, that you'll be high up on the map and you'll, you'll be able to see the ground below you and you can just control it a little bit to where you're going to land. As soon as you land, it opens up and you're in and you're fighting. It's a kind of a deployment pod. I don't remember what they call it, but they also have instances where you can do that on top of your squad members. Hello, phone. Oops. <laughs> yeah, Mike. <laughs> but that's what the map is for. It's to see where the hotspot is, the activity, who controls what. You can see your teammates. They'll have numbers over them. Your squad mates will have numbers over their heads. So you can see, and you can also right-click on points and do what's called a personal waypoint, which will create this huge beam of light in the world of where you put your waypoint on. 
and so you can see exactly where you you want to go. So if you see in the distance that you want, it's pretty far away, there's a hotspot there. You're in a an aircraft or you're in a vehicle and you want to get there. You can do a personal waypoint right there, and you can see it right on right in your heads up display when in game. You can see it on your map, and you can see it when you get closer to it. It's a giant yellow beam of light. Uh, squad members also have that ability to set squad waypoints, and platoon leaders have a ability to do a platoon waypoint. Um, those. The platoon waypoint and the squad waypoint have diff- have actual benefits to it that goes beyond the personal waypoint. The personal waypoint is just a marker. The squad waypoint will allow, once they get it working, if you have the perk point spent in for it, the uh, certification point, to allow your teammates to hot jump and deploy on your marker in some cases. Not, not in all cases. If you're right on top of a, a heavy base, it won't let you do it. So that's what the map's for. It has the maps, you're gonna spend a lot of time in that map. Especially if you're a squad leader or a platoon leader, you're gonna spend a lot of time in that map. Figuring out where to go and how to do it. It's very important. Remember it's the M key. And right click to the, to set your waypoints. What are different consoles and how do they work? Gentlemen, what are the consoles in the game? You got the vehicle spawn, both for aircraft and tank. You have a weapons console that allows you to change your class, make any uh, modifications to your gun, and that sort of thing. Then you have uh, warp ones and all kinds of different stuff. Yeah, the, the primary consoles are your, your your equipment console, which has a gun icon over it. In there, you can switch your class at any time. You can outfit your class for different weapons. And when you do... Um, one thing I've learned, especially when I was fighting outside of one of those consoles, outside of a building, if you run back in there and you do resupply, it will heal you and re, um, and refill your ammo. Let's keep, yeah, keep that in mind. Yeah, that was a happy that. mistake I found out. <laughs> um, the other one is the ground vehicle, which allows you to spawn your Sunderer, your Lightning, your Magrider. Well, it's, the, the Magrider is for Venu. It's different for the different factions for the main tank. And your ATV. And I found out something interesting, Mike. Even though the ATVs don't come with a gun, uh-huh. you can buy one for them. Oh, can you? Yes. You can buy a freaking nice. rocket launcher. Oh, that's awesome. I'm going to have to do that. <laughs> and a flat cannon. I don't know how you do that with an ATV, but whatever. Um, that's pretty cool. You have two different aircraft spawners. One for a galaxy, and those are only in very key locations, normally... The only one I've been able to see for a galaxy spawn that I've seen is in the warp gate. Um, and the other via- the uh, other aircraft spawner is for your faction's attack aircraft. For the Venu, it would be the Scythe. For the Tran Republic, it would be the Mosquito. For the NC, it's the Reaver. Um, the Reaver is overpowered. I'm telling you that right now, Planet Side 2. And that's what you get. And then as well as Liberator. So the attack aircraft and Liberator share the same console. Alrighty then, what to do if you're invited to a squad? I know a lot of people have had this problem. I've had to tell all my QGN friends and other people how to do this. If you get a squad invite, what you do is you press your F12 key, and you press either Y for yes or N for no to either accept the squad invite or decline it. Once you're in a squad, a little little icon will pop up on the right-hand side of your screen saying you've been invited to a squad by this person. So you press F12... Y or N for yes or no. When you're and, inside of a squad, huh? And it does tell you to hit F12 on there, too. It does. Most people don't even... So, for reminding. <laughs> um, when in a squad, you can you, you can press the Z key to do your voice chat. 
there are different voice communications and they are different key bindings. If you go in, if you press escape into your menu, on the bottom right is settings. You can go into key binding and see exactly what those keys are for different, the global um, voice communication. I normally only use squad, outfit, or I'll use the uh, the near one where it's your vicinity. That one's useful if you're in a vehicle with someone else. Like I was in a mag rider with somebody as their gunner. And that's how we talked was by doing by vicinity because we weren't in the same squad. Any other comments, guys? Yeah, Pretty much covers I, it. Yeah, I think I'm doing good. All right, we're gonna get in for this week. We're gonna get into the ground assault classes, your primary classes for your character. There are six, and the first one is the light assault. The light assault has its benefits and its problems, and the fact that it's a light armor class. Um, the, 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 the new weapon for it, the, the assault rifle for it, I actually like that one. It's powerful. Um, and the light assault gets what, Derek? Jetpack. They get the jetpack. That's their benefit. Being in a mag suit, trying to fight against the light assault, is a pain in the neck. Mm-hmm. You get someone who knows how to use their light assault jetpack, they're flying all over the place, jumping on over, jumping on high areas you can't get to, and they're hard to hit. They're like grasshoppers. Very maneuverable. Very, very maneuverable. A lot of people actually prefer light assault when they're flying um, or as a gunner in an aircraft. So if the gun, if the aircraft is about to blow up, they can just jump out by pressing the E key and use their jetpack to safely land to the ground. So I recommend light sense. assault if you're a gunner in an aircraft. Yeah, I love this class, uh, except for the fact that I just I felt like I was shooting a BB gun, and and I was made of paper, pretty much. That's, but man, I love jumping around with that jetpack. It was fun. You know, I get killed. Dude, it gets a little bit easier if you get the three point four scope for it too. Okay. I get killed the most seriously when I'm in my max suit by light assault. Really? They're little grasshoppers. I went. I went up against three light assault ones, and I was like, "Oh crud, I'm dead." If I went against like three heavy assaults, I would have mowed them down. Mm-hmm. No problem. Especially infiltrators. Infiltrators are my favorite things to murder. But anyway, that's what light assault is. And with the light assault, you press the space bar to activate your your jetpack. All right. For infiltrator, this is the sneaky, sneaky. These are one of the more complex classes in the game. Uh, their primary focus is sniping. And Yay. eventually you'll get abilities to hack. So you can hack into uh, enemy vehicles and take over them if they're not being driven. Yay! And there's other things for it, like you can get... In, the, their primary ability is stealth. If you press the F key, you'll activate your stealth bar. There's a meter on the right-hand side, it's like a little circle. That is your special ability meter. And you only have a limited amount of time at first with the infiltrator on how long you can be in stealth. And it, if you move, you become more visible. There are perk points to increase that. And I believe there's a perk point that they said they were going to put in there where if you remain completely still in your sneak, you are 100% invisible. Which is crazy. Those guys are nuts. And some snipers really chat my height. <laughs> I, don't, oh, yeah. I suck at snipers on this game. I do pretty well uh, with my infiltrator. I my first set of kills I wasn't ever got in the game was with infiltrator. I got seven one time on one nice. run. This this is what I've been playing the most of uh, before I switch over to max suit and uh, especially for soloing when like no one else is on. It's really good because I, I pretty much racked up all I like hardly got any kills, mm-hmm. but 
I racked up a lot of experience points uh, going around capturing bases. Oh yeah, um, you know, because I, you know, you can go invisible, just run up, hit it, go invisible, get out. They don't even know what happened. The vehicle of choice usually for the infiltrator to get around quicker is the ATV, and in some cases, um, a combat aircraft like the Mosquito, the Reaper, Reaver, or the uh, Scythe. But uh, however, if you're in one of those, you're a marked target. So. <laughs> Just be careful with that, but the, normally it's the ATV I see most infiltrators using to get around on. Um, Alright, anything else on the infiltrator, guys? Oh, I, that's my class right there. You know, and, and I agree with Mike, you know, depending on the game, you know, sniping's not good in every game, so that may come to change, but well, I'm a sniper. Side, it's a different game because it's an open world, massive, massive world. If you can find the right spot... Far away, from, if you get the right gun, for instance, like you can buy enhanced guns for infiltrator with the right scope, like a twenty twenty zoom on it, you can be a mile away from the base and still pick people off like they were nothing. So, yeah, that's that's what I plan to do. That's that's my thing. Is I wanted I want to sit in the back and support my team. Just keep in mind, if you're an infiltrator, is that you're pretty much useless against a max suit. Well, yeah, but you got to find me first. <laughs> I have I've I've Last night, actually, there was a base that was we were capping. It's, it's a biome base, and a biome base has a little vehicle port right below it. But it's like a, a giant-looking tree, metal tree. And at the top, it opens up into this huge base up there that has uh, aircraft landing pads and a lip around the upper part of it. On that lip was five snipers picking off my team as we were trying to get close to that base. Well, I saw a galaxy land, one of our galaxies land on one of the vehicle pads. I immediately redeployed to that galaxy, went on that lip, and went around the edge just mowing down each infiltrator. And they tried everything <laughs> to kill me. They couldn't. I got six kills from that. And some of them were smart enough to try to get back on the lip and use their sniper rifle and try to kill me. Their sniper rifle took one little tiny armor bar away. So I was able to just gun them down and move right on like they were a paper target. Yeah, see, However, and... and- there's there's something to be said about tactics involved too, but, oh, yes. but yeah, I'm definitely looking forward to be to to giving it a shot and and hopefully enjoying the heck out of that class. You know, Kath, you actually hit one of the key points right there. It's all about tactics. Every single one of these, it's, it's how you play it makes you awesome. There's no yeah. there's no different there's no like set way like you have to be a light assault or you're no good. It doesn't work that way. If you are a yeah. light assault and you're really good at that jetpack, you're gonna pwn people. Especially out in the open. If you're a light assault inside of a building, you're going to get your butt handed to you because that jetpack becomes useless. So it's how you use each class. And you, you don't pick one class when you start the game. That's the beauty of this game. You can pick any class depending on each, any, any situation you want it for at any time if you go to a gun console. If you respawn, it gives you the option to change your class right there. Change your loadout right there. So you're not stuck on one thing. You can switch between different situations. Like I have a loadout for my infiltrator for when I want to. If I have a situation, I need to be a sniper. I have a loadout for my heavy assault, my engineer, and my max suit. All right. The next class we're going to talk about is the heavy assault. These guys carry a massive, usually the biggest gun for each faction. Um, for the new, it's like a heavy railgun. A rapid-fire railgun, that thing does insane damage. It has a nasty kick, though. I hate that kick on that gun. You fire twice, and you're shooting at the sky. So you got to be very careful with that. But the heavy assault comes with three weapon slots. Unlike every other class, only has two. So the heavy assault can carry their assault rifle, 
which is one of the more powerful assault rifles for any of the classes. They carry a, a sidearm, and they carry a rocket launcher. That's great for anti-vehicle. Now, the basic rocket launcher that each heavy assault gets cannot lock on target. It's simply, you know, fire and pray. Uh, later, you can, but you can purchase rocket launchers for heavy assault that do have auto lock on. That's when they get deadly. But those weapons are expensive. Um, the key, the key uh, ability for a heavy assault is they have a enhanced armor. If you hit your F key, you have a limited amount of time where your armor is pretty much doubled. So they become walking tanks. At one point, if you use your special ability using the F key, uh, they have more armor than the max suit does. But it's limited. Any comments on those guys? On that? Oh, these guys are like the bane of my existence in that max suit. Like when I saw them coming, I'm like, I'm screwed. Because that's what they did. They hit that F key, they throw that shield up, and I'm just praying that I make it through that shield and and it still be allowed just to at least shoot off one more because like I see another max suit, I'm fine. But when I see a heavy assault, I like I know I'm gonna lose. Heavy assault are the the solution for vehicles for the ground units. They are your anti vehicle personnel. That's what they're designed for. It won't tell you that in game, but that's what they are designed for. They have the rocket launcher and they have the extra armor. I've been ran over by a tank using my extra armor and did not kill me. And I turned around, and they have a perk point for heavy assault where you can plant C4 on vehicles. Oh, nice. And that's deadly. If you can get behind a tank or near a tank and you plant that C4 as a heavy assault and you run away and boom, there goes that tank. If you're it, Lightning, one charge, one kill. For the heavier tank, I think it takes like two or three charges to kill him. I might have to try out this, this class because... That's what I was kind of looking at last night. I was like, I was in the max suit because I wanted to be, you know, like anti-tank. And uh, but well, they look like they're they do just as well, not better. Yeah, well, right now a lot of the perks are still locked for all these classes. And by locked, it says nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine to right. unlock them. That's impossible. That many certification points is why they do that. It's locked, but you can still see what they are. So you mm -hmm. can go and hover over them and see what each one does and get a good feel for that class. Okay. Um, heavy assaults also have the ability to equip up to like five grenades if you spend the perk points into it. So again, another heavy, heavy dudes. Um, I played a terrain character, terrain character for a little bit, and I went heavy assault, and they get a massive like extended Tommy gun looking machine gun. Things a beast. Oh, I've seen that thing. So yeah, if you're going up against a heavy assault, usually the best thing, the 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 biggest killers of heavy assault that I've seen are infiltrators. They can take them out like nothing. Their bullets pass right through their armor. That's what I used to do with um, when I was when I do infiltrator. I focus fire on heavy assault, like butter. The other class we're gonna get into is medic. Someone's got a storm going on. Oh, sorry, that's me. <laughs> You're fine. Can't help nature. Nope. And the medic. The medic is basically their primary goal is to heal other players. They cannot heal a max suit though, and we'll get into why in a little bit. The medic can heal normal heavy assault, engineer, infiltrator, light assault, and they can raise them from the dead. So sometimes it's not always a good idea to instantly, if you're in a heavy firefight with a whole bunch of people around you, don't always redeploy right away, because chances are a medic's going to be around there and they will heal you and res you and you can fight right where you're at with full ammo and full health. So that's what a medic's there for. They are the key support. Their weapons are, are, are mid-range, they're not phenomenal, 
but they're good enough to keep them alive. They can get, they can go one on one with a light assault infiltrator and survive. Now, a medic against a heavy assault, not going to happen. Medic against a max suit, not going to happen. The medic will die quickly because you can't. You can spend points to heal yourself though as a medic, which is very useful. Medics have some of the highest survivability when specced into fully. They just don't punt. They don't have very much of a punch. They are the key for support. That little instance when I told you guys earlier about the rock and the, the squad behind it, they had four medics behind them constantly healing them. So they weren't dying very often at all. Um, any questions about that, guys? Yeah, I think this is probably going to be either this or the next class we're going to talk about. If, if my infiltrator plan doesn't work out, these are probably going to be my classes. I can tell you right now, our, our outfit is going to need medics. When we're in a heavy fight and we're in a platoon, we're going to need at least two or three medics with us. Those guys are crucial for our ground team. Crucial. You get a medic behind a heavy assault, that heavy assault's going to lay waste. Um, and the next one's an engineer. Engineers are unique in the fact that they can repair anything. They have a repair gun. That repair gun will repair vehicles. It will repair certain base elements that you can destroy to get rid of shields and stuff like that. They can repair turrets. And they can repair max suits. A max suit is a one-man personal vehicle, and that's how the armor works. So a medic can't heal a max suit unless his health is down. That's when a medic can come in there. But the only way a max suit can regen his armor is through an engineer. Um, every other class, engineer, medic, heavy assault, infiltrator, at a certain amount of time, their armor will regenerate. And oftentimes it's not very, it's not very long of a wait. So if you get into safety, you can regen your armor pretty quick. The max suit cannot regenerate its armor. I believe there is a spec that you eventually will be able to, but for the most part, they cannot do it. That's when an engineer becomes helpful. The instance where Derek got gunned down last night that I saw, when that max, out, max suit came out after him, after he died, he had two engineers behind him, healing him constantly. And he was gunning down Vanu like they were nothing because they couldn't touch him. I came up behind him, killed engineers, and was able to take on that max suit and kill him too. But again, it's all strategy. So, and engineers also, they have two other elements. This is the most utilized class in the game because they are the most useful. An engineer can put down a bullet pack. And a bullet pack, if you run over it, will automatically refill your ammo. I remember one night I was on top of that base we were talking about that was key location base in dual flat cannons and there was so much aircraft I was running out of ammunition that an engineer came behind me and was constantly throwing down bullet packs behind me refilling my ammo non-stop so I was constantly just gunning down aircraft I love that guy he became my hero that night and also an engineer can drop down a turret a turret can either be manned by the engineer or it can be set to auto so like I said if you want to have a util a a utility class that has a mass utility, you're an engineer. Any questions, guys? Comments? Nope. I feel like I'm um, talking to myself here. I just want to stay away from these classes because they're just, from back in my WoW days, it just seems like they're the most thankless. Like, you only notice them when you're yelling at them. <laughs> no, everybody that's, that I've seen so far loves engineers. And almost every pilot you see is going to be an engineer. That way they can pull their aircraft to the side. Even tank drivers will be engineers. So that way they can t pull their vehicle over into safety and repair it, get back in and go on. That makes um, a lot of sense. A lot of times engineers, you'll find them guarding their bases because they'll put down turrets near the the um, 
the cap location. I don't know, it's the main computer, whatever it is, that you have to stand near to cap a base. They'll put down turrets right by that, either man them themselves or put them, set them to auto. And the engineers will have spec points that they can do different things with different turrets and things they can put down. Like, I believe they get a grenade turret, a flat turret. <laughs> so, engineers okay. are beasts. Okay, I got a question then. Uh, is the engineer the only person who can man the turret? Yes. Okay. If they're manning it, it becomes a manual. If they're not manning it, it becomes automatic. Well, if they have spec points, I believe it becomes automatic. I'm not really 100% sure yet on that. I only play engineer when I'm basically flying. If that makes sense. Um, but they have a great utility. They're the number one utility class besides medic. Engineer and medic are extremely useful people. If you're one of those people who likes to be in a support role, those one of those two are your roles, without a doubt. And even being able to switch between both roles depending on need is crucial. All right, and max suit. Max suit is the walking tank of any faction. A max suit can be equipped with one of four weapons types. One and one in each weapon hand. Okay, they have the heaviest armor of any ground unit, except for heavy assault when it has its act- its uh, dual armor activated. But generally, a max suit has the most armor, and they are slow as dirt. Putting that right now. If you have a long lot of traveling, do not be a max suit. A max suit can only be in two vehicles. They can only be in either a Sunderer or a Galaxy. They cannot be in any tank. They cannot be in a, in a, on an ATV. They cannot be in any other aircraft except for a Galaxy. Because they weigh a ton. Um, but you have either one dual machine guns, or a machine gun you can equip on either hand, or both hands. A flat cannon for anti-air. A rocket launcher or missile launcher, or for the case of Levenu, like this plasma launcher thing, is for anti-vehicle. And you have a flamethrower, which is in your face, up close, you're dead. And you can mix and match between both hands, depending on your need. So it's their only purpose for a mag suit is to kill. That's it. Derek, what do you want to say? Anything you want to say about it? Um, yeah, well, actually, I just wanted your opinion. Like last night, I was running around uh, with the anti-tanks, the, the Comet, mm-hmm. the Plasma. And uh, like I was mowing down people with it, too, but it's so slow. I mean, do you suggest that I would go one-on-one? Because the problem is, I'm like, I shoot four, and then I have to reload. So I was thinking maybe I should go both hands, go as the Comet. Yeah. Um, normally what I do on my max suit is I'll just stick to a dual hand loadout. Because sometimes okay. doing one or the other is not very effective. However, if you're in a situation where you have a tank and a lot of ground infantry that are causing problems, you can do a Comet in one hand to take care of that tank and have your other hand available for the machine gun to help you against any ground units. So it really depends, again, on the situation and what you're in. Like so, Sometimes when I'm in a base in close quarter fighting, I'll have a flamethrower on one and the machine gun on the other hand. So I have my longer range and I have my shorter range. It's not going to be as effective as like dual machine guns or dual um, flamethrowers, but it gives me that space to be able to be more effective in different situations. Okay. All right, those are the... Six general classes for Planetside 2. Keth, Mike, anything? No, that's pretty much covered all of it. Oh, Yeah, um, it's nice to to get to go over them, but, you know, I think until I get hands-on, I really don't have much input on them. Yeah. Uh, The Maxu does have a special ability. It's called Sprint, and it's used with the F key. It's a very short burst of speed. That's useful for certain situations to get out of 
a sticky situation or to get into get into a situation quickly because you don't want to be at a distance from a heavy assault or another max suit so usually you can you, you can use your f key to s- just sprint closely to them get in close gun them down and be on your way um, or to get out of a situation quickly that's what that's used for it's a very short burst and it takes forever for it to regenerate so use it wisely I do have a story about that last night. Hmm? Uh, I, I like ran out out from behind a rock, and just at that time, uh, a TR tank just passed, and I blasted him. And as soon as I blasted him, I saw that gun flip around. I hit that sprint, and I just immediately was like off the bridge, got down beside it. That tank came back. He had no idea where I was because I just I went so fast, and I was able just to take him out right there because he was pointed the opposite direction. Nice and uh, yeah, that was that was very nice. And I got some kind of like a like surprise kill something. I don't know. All right, we're gonna get into our final news story today. Uh, we're gonna get into vehicles next week, so stay tuned for that. What each vehicle does, how you can equip them. As of right now, what is this next news article, Mike? All right. Well, today uh, SOE announced its new its program. It's called the Player Studio. It's a program that offers players the opportunity to tap into their own creativity by designing in-game items that can be sold in the SOE marketplace for their favorite participating games. So um, basically, you'll be able to download uh, some sample geometry files for in-game items, and through like Photoshop or other programs, you'll be able to customize how that weapon, uh, you know, sword, gun, whatever. I'm totally there. You'll be able to name it create a description for it, create a story on how it fits into the game itself, and submit it to Sony. If Sony happens to uh, select your game for inclusion in the marketplace, you'll actually allow 40% of the net amount Sony receives for the gun back to you. So you can actually make money doing it. Uh, It's free to players who are 18 or older and have a station account in good standing. Um, right now, there's only a few games on there, but they did announce that Planetside 2 will soon follow post-launch of the game. But so unfortunately, good. it's only in the U.S. right now. They are working on a European version, however. This is awesome. I can get more, more, more Sony cash for doing something I love doing anyway. I am building a Minecraft texture pack right now, so I know how to texture and do this kind of thing. This is going to be fun. Yeah, it should be fun. Um, it's not live right now, but they are going to announce further details during SOE Live um, October 18th through 21st. So. so we'll keep you guys posted on that and give you more information as it comes available. All right, we're going to wrap up the show here right now, guys, for our first weekly episode of Plants That Off the Record. And our final thoughts. I just got to get back in game, and I can't wait for this game to launch. I actually... They had a uh, double point weekend recently for Sony during the uh, Memorial Day weekend. So I bought double points and a lot of them. So I have a lot of stuff Sony cash saved up. I'm no longer jealous of Mike. <laughs> do you, how much do you have now? 5,000. Uh, I still got more. <laughs> still, I'm not as jealous. <laughs> okay. You're only halfway jealous. Got it. You got what? <laughs> oh, you turn. I'm hoping to have enough to get my Hellfire missiles from my, re- my Scythe. My Scythe. To get my flat cannon for my max suit, and then after that we'll see. But those are the two yeah. I'm going to buy with that. Then I'm going to get the Liberator maxed out with my Araxium. I want to be able to uh, that and double buy some guns for my uh, tank. You're going to get me the railgun for the secondary seat, right? Sure. Okay, I want that one, Mike. All right, whatever you want. Okay, my boy. All right, Mike, <laughs> your final thoughts, buddy. Uh, yeah, I just can't wait. 
I'm gonna shoot some people. I'll probably jump on in the game after I'm done here. <laughs> I wish I could. I got too much I got going on today. And Keth, what is your final thoughts of this show, sir? I would really like a beta key. Yes, let's get him a beta key. Please. Please. <laughs> I'm with you, buddy. <laughs> no, I'm I'm totally stoked, man. The NDA dropped. Uh, you know, we're uh, I'm getting to see a lot more information, and, and and I am really excited. And you know, as much as I'd love a beta key, I I'm kind of thinking that even if I don't get one, it'll be okay because then once the game launches, it's like, oh, this is something completely new, you know. So uh, I'll get that. You know, I, this is something I wanted to mention this episode and I completely forgot until just now. Um, there's an issue with some of the emails that Sony sends out, so a lot of people have not been getting the email even though they're accepted into beta. And here's how you find out. You log into SOE.com or whatever the, the, the main SOE site is, just Google it, and you go to your account, and under, what is it, Mike? It's like your uh, game, something game control or whatever. And you can look at your Planetside 2 account. If it says active... What you need to do is go to planetside2.com forward slash download and see if you can download the client. If you can, you're in the beta. This is what happened to me. I still haven't got my email. Derek, I just so happened yeah. to go look because uh, somebody on, on Twitter said, you know, go try it out. And I did, and I was in. So even if you don't have a, a early access beta key, they are inviting people who have just signed up for beta. So, Kath, I'd recommend doing that. I am actually doing it right now. <laughs> <laughs> am I in? Am I in? And one thing, if you just want to avoid that looking and see if your account's active, just jump over to uh, planetside2.com slash download and see if you can download the client. If it'll let you. Is your, is your username the dang, uh, is it with your email or just the username? It's just the username. I've got too many passwords. Uh, All right. Well, he's doing that. Derek, what are your final thoughts? Well, I'm tired of seeing you, uh, you know, have all the fun shooting down all the, the aircraft. <laughs> I need to get back in this game and get my fly cannons. That's all I've been thinking about all day. <laughs> I've got another one hooked. Yeah. All right. Yeah, it's going to be fun when we get that outfit running and when the game launches. It's going to be so oh. much fun. Yeah. Oh, uh, and one more thing. Uh, I don't know if everybody knows yet, but now the... Uh, it used to cut off at 1 o'clock in the morning Eastern time, oh, the yeah, servers. Yeah. Now it's 3 o'clock a.m. Eastern. Which is 12 a.m. Pacific. Uh, Pacific Center time. Yeah, it opened, the servers right now open at 6 a.m. Pacific time and close at 12 a.m. Pacific time. So there you go. We got more so. than three hours. Yay! Yeah, we were always disappointed having to shut down at 1 a.m. We, we were in the heated combat. The worst thing is seeing the server going, you have 15 minutes. Oh my gosh, I felt like a five-year-old at Chuck E. Cheese. And my parents are yelling at me. <laughs> Five more minutes. Yeah, yeah, remembered. Okay, I'm doing this live. Where do we go here? Update account. Imp- Sorry, I'm all excited now I'm in here and I'm looking. <laughs> Derek, while he's doing that, you want to give our iTunes shout-outs? Sure. From the USA, we have Lava Hunter 8, Ron or Danny, Viper Man. Christopher Purit, Steve Schmidt, Clipset. And from Canada, Play Till It Hurts. Uh, starting next week, guys, we're going to start including your emails into the show. So if you have any questions or anything like that, want to talk to us, just send us in an email at planetsideofftherecord at gmail.com. Sorry, brain fart. Huge right there. Planetsideofftherecord at gmail.com. 
If you want to know more about this show, go to PlanetSideOffTheRecord.com. If you want to know anything, everything about the network, Quest Gaming Network, and all the shows we do, we have several out there, go to QuestGamingNetwork.com. The Twitter for this show is at PlanetSideOTR. My Twitter for me is author J.R. Wilson. For Mike, it's at InsaneHero, H-I-R-O. Derek can be found at Subprota, S-U-B-P-R-O-T-A. Keth is at Keth Gaming. This is a sound, all one word. All right. Keth has a little YouTube channel he wants to shout out there. It's YouTube.com slash Keth Gaming. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm trying to get some more people to go to that and, and take a look and tell me what they think because this is me practicing for doing stuff for uh, for Planet Side and the rest of the the rest of the Quest Gaming Network. So if you guys can go uh, check it out, give me some feedback. Uh, I would definitely appreciate it. So that way, you know, like I said, it's it's a learning process for me. Very good. So have we got the verdict yet? Uh, according to this, I'm I'm at the I went to what I'd go to. I went to view account details, and it's says Game Pass info, and then yep. it says Planet Side Two account inactive. Ah, oh, dang it! You're not in yet, buddy. Not in Aww. yet. Has to say active. All right, we're gonna keep our fingers crossed for you this week. All right. Sounds good. All righty. Um, so Planet Side Two, you know, you can just contact Kath at Kath at Kath, at Kath Gaming on Twitter. You know, help him out there. Alright, Planetside Off the Record is a Quest Gaming Network production, and I want to just say, enjoy the beta, everybody, and we'll see you next week. Adios, amigos. Oh, are we doing foreign languages? Sayonara. Uh, see you in game. Freedom itself was attacked this morning by a faceless coward, and freedom will be defended. We just had a, a plane crash into Alpha 4 on the World Trade Center, transmit a second alarm, and start relocating companies into the area. The World Trade Center, tower number one, is on fire. The whole outside of the building was just a huge explosion. We have a number of floors on fire. It looked like the plane was aiming towards the building. We were all financial center. We heard a big bang. And then we saw smoke coming out. And everybody started running out. And we saw the plane on the other side of the building. And there was smoke everywhere. And people were jumping out the windows. Oh, then they're jumping out the windows, I guess, because they're trying to save themselves. I don't know.
is about 15 minutes ago, bodies started dropping from the top floors of the uh, tower closest to the highway, about at least five or six, and uh, it was it was absolutely terrible. Obviously, they had two choices, to be burned into, in flames or to uh, leap and end it all. I want you all to know that America today, America today, is on bended knee in prayer for the people whose lives were lost here, for the workers who work here, for the families who mourn. This nation stands with the good people of New York City and New Jersey and Connecticut as we mourn the loss of thousands of our citizens. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. I remember. We remember the victims and the heroes of September 11th, 2001.